Wow, that's so funny. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. Welcome back, listeners. You are listening to the Two Broke Gays, the podcast where Jenna Cordes and Kevin Sullivan will make you laugh till you pee out of your butt. <laughs> At least that's what we hope. That's what we're Although, going for. That's what I usually refer to diarrhea as. Oh, okay. I guess we're a poo podcast now. <laughs> this is the poop podcast. We just want to talk about your dumps. A podcast. Oh, Stupid. that's nice. Thank y'all. Um, <laughs> all right. Welcome to Two Broke Gays. Kevin and I are here and uh, we got updates. I do have an update. So you so- went out this weekend. I went out on Sunday night to watch a friend perform at a, I guess not an update, more just a funny, funny LA Hollywood story. (laughs) Celebrity. As I do. Um, I went to this place called Delilah. It is, you are not allowed to take videos or pictures in there. You cannot, will not find them on Yelp. It is very much like an experience, like your trans, trans, nope. Transported no, to another transported time. Transported to another time. Like very much like burlesque kind of dancers with like so speakeasy vibe. Like very speakeasy vibe, bluesy, jazzy mm-hmm. performers. And what's it called again? Delilah. Delilah. There is so our friend had tickets for us to like well, tickets. Like he just had people like we we're able to get in. Okay. It's really hard to get in. For so the most you got part. on a list. Yeah, I was and on the who list. is this friend who is performing? Are they Mario someone... Jose? He's a great uh, musical artist. He is this is someone we've singer. had on the podcast before? No. Oh, okay. Um, he's really good friends with Nick Sampson, who we have had on the podcast. And so we were standing by the bar, and we're like, "Oh, Mario, like, do, is there a table?" He goes, "I asked to see if you know we could." get a table for the friends but he goes the little dumpy tables over in the corner not dumpy but just like four people he goes the minimum on those tables was fifteen hundred dollars and he goes the <laughs> booths behind you are a minimum of twenty five hundred as in you must order that much alcohol and food yes wow mm-hmm. and i got one drink i got a moscow mule and i got my friend a sprite and it was thirty dollars so i'm like wow <laughs> actually it probably wouldn't be that hard to hit Welcome to LA. This is me doing Taylor Swift's Welcome to New York, but welcome to LA. Yeah, it was $7 for a glass of Sprite. Like it doesn't, the place doesn't even make sense. It's annoying. I'm like, "Mm, same fountain soda everyone else is serving up at McDonald's, a dollar for a large. Okay, cool, Delilah. (laughs) Uh, And then it wasn't that crowded. He sang the first few songs. It was so good. And we're just standing by the bar. And then it starts getting really crowded. And I'm like, so annoyed. These three are sitting at the bar behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe I'll just stand in front of them or, you know, cause they were done eating long ago. I was like, they'll just leave. And the girl like taps me on the shoulder and she's like, um, excuse me, can you move? I'm trying to see the stage. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I moved like one foot. I was like, I was just trying to see my friend. She goes, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. And then this guy comes in. He's like, uh, she, yeah, she just wants to see the show, but, and then introduced himself to her. And I was like, okay. So he was just like looking for an end. hero. <laughs> and, yeah. Aww. And then they blocked the stage while they're like trying to like hit on these girls. And I was like, oh. And she was so into it. I was like, she didn't even care about the stage at all. But so I just she, moved back. This seems homophobic to me. <laughs> I was like gay rights. And 
then this like it just started getting so crowded in front of us mm-hmm. and my friend's like oh how casual that table is so crowded and whatever because GEZ just sat down and I was like <laughs> what and I look right literally four feet in front of us was GEZ sitting in the middle of this table and I was oh like the Halsey guy and he's like yeah <laughs> that's how I know him I and love it, that it was just like kind of chaos after that yeah and right when he was done with his last song and the first set we we're like we're out we're leaving yeah <laughs> I just love the idea that I know this isn't what happened but in the revisionist version that I will tell everyone GEZ stole a table from you mm. just so we're all clear on what went down at hey there Delilah I mean judging by my face that's probably what it looks like because <laughs> I was like rolling my eyes I'm like this is so annoying Can you get like a table in like the back room or something because now something. there's like a weird as crowd soon as there's forming. a celebrity around it's all like flurry and people it's are like, like ah. let's get a picture it's, oh but you can't take pictures no that no no, no pictures there like... everyone's too cool there anyway to like ask for a picture right. we're all rich yeah. we don't need a picture oh my god one time i saw a person legitimately melt down at a coffee shop when john ham walked in and like i get it but like we were it was... there together weren't we oh. We were, but remember, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. Was that like bourgeoisie pig? Yeah. Do you remember like how yeah. she was like, I loved you in Mad Men. And you were like, wow, I really don't think he needed to hear that. Yeah. Me. And he was like, oh, okay. You're so amazing. And I was like, oh, okay. He was very, very like gentle and kind with her, but it was a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, and she like every four, like millisecond was like looking over like, frantic, standing like, next to him. And I'm like. <laughs> Girl, you already ordered your coffee. You need to move. It was probably it was probably like her first or second day living here or something. Yeah, like literally, the bus dropped her off the Greyhound right in front of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> she was like, John Ham was at the coffee store, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I just rolled my suitcase out. Uh, we don't mean to make fun of it. It's just like it's so LA. It's just so LA because everyone has some sort of experience like that when they're here. Like at mm-hmm. first, I think. I don't remember the first time I ran into a celebrity. I just remember that Oscar party I was assisting and then I met everyone. I was like, there's no, I don't think I could be starstruck after meeting Madonna. Like, I think I'm done. I get made fun of a lot because I am uh, really starstruck around uh, mid-level fame lesbian comedians, like to the point where I can't like speak and it makes no sense. But at the same time, it's like you've had three shots of adrenaline jabbed into your arm because you're (laughs) like like moving. So like there's so much energy rating radiating off of you even though you're not physically moving anywhere. Like the fact that Aaron Foley once asked me to finish her beer... I like, I literally feel like I made it in this town. She's like, do you want to finish this? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? You're like, what's Jenna doing? Licking that beer can and in the like, corner. She has a podcast. And I was like, what podcast? And you're like, are you kidding me? And I was like, not familiar. Oh my God. I was obsessed. I Before I moved to LA, I was walking around the block listening to her album her comedy album cut to like two months later, I was in LA performing on a show with her that you were producing. And I kind of lost my damn mind. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I knew what it meant to you at the time when I put you (laughs) on that show, because I could have just cashed out so much harder on like probably friend favors or something. Oh, a hundred percent. You could have. Yeah. 
Um, but- okay. <laughs> Let's see here. So I, I heard you have some new Trader Joe's news for me, but I don't quite believe it. Tell me what you saw. What I bought was the hold the cone that you love. Are you talking about that? The hold the cone brand. And now it's hold the dairy. And there's a dairy free vegan hold the cone that I, I haven't seen it yet. I just feel like the Trader Joe's ice cream development department sends me an email when they update product. And I didn't get one this time. I can't believe you got emails from Trader Joe's. Nope. <laughs> Strike. Yes, I can. <laughs> and also I haven't even had one yet. They've been in my fridge now for a couple of days and I'm just like, mm, uh, like I probably won't even eat one until like a couple days. I have an ice cream problem. I recently calculated listeners that I think I'm eating about two to three ice cream sandwiches a day. And I am not exaggerating for comedic effect. I bought a box of seven ice cream sandwiches. Two and a half days later, I said to my roommate, Katrina, I said, wow, we went through those sandwiches fast. And she said, oh, I haven't had a chance to have one. She was like, we? (laughs) She was like, skirt, we? (laughs) So I'm working on. You should never buy a pack of seven. It just came that way. You got to find. Do you know the brand Alden's? No. So my sister just literally showed me her Don't ice cream sandwiches Don't put me on to today. new ice cream. They're, they're squares. Like they're mm-hmm. this big. And they're um, like organic. Like she's like, these are the only ones I can eat and whatever. Okay. Well, how many come in the pack? Like 24? What are we talking? I think like eight. Oh, I thought because you held up a little like a oh, little square. So see. Yeah. Okay, here, I'm going to rank the Trader Joe's desserts. No one asked for this um, in order. Absolutely. No one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich. You know what? Is I that already, number one? I already got to revise this list. Yeah, that was number one, but I got to revise this. I'm going. Not revising uh, a list of one item. <laughs> I think I got to start with the brownie bits coffee ice cream ice cream sandwich from Trader Joe's. It's straight fire it's so good but it comes what in a pack, pack of four it's coffee ice cream and brownies make up the cookie portion okay delectable next we're going to the regular chocolate chip ice cream sandwich you look you've glazed over you look bored by this okay i just want to know what our listeners favorites are because from that point on i'm a hold the cone die hard but here's the issue with the hold the cones my order of preference and hold the cones goes very rarely seen fall only edition pumpkin ice cream ginger glaze you're going to want to grab that if you see it i've never even heard of these <laughs> things but next, also hold the cone chocolate chip next chocolate next vanilla also i'm dairy free so right. i honestly i skip if i like literally just look for it to say dairy free and then move on for a minute there though i was killing myself and my stomach with their coffee ice cream it's so good that's the one that's in that brownie sandwich oh it is such good coffee my when I was a kid my favorite ice cream was coffee oh wow I was a always been a coffee addict I don't know I I went through this phase in middle school where I ate that Starbucks java chip ice cream it was quite good Um, oh mm. mm. Uh, anyway listeners let us know what's your Trader Joe's frozen treat of choice the mochi's fine. Doesn't crack my top 10. Though, yeah, to comment honest. on our Insta post for this. Yeah, episode. we want to know. Like, these are the things people want to know. 
Um, no, this is what Jenna wants to know in case she missed an item. <laughs> she wants to know if there's a new item she should give a shot. The ice cream sandwiches have gotten out of control. I'm back down to about one every two days. I did when I was babysitting. I did stash one of those chocolate chip cookie ones in a different drawer so the kids wouldn't find it. And I checked again today and it's still there. So I'm, 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 I'm waiting for my moment. No. Not you trying to motivate yourself to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) I just had ice cream sandwiches. You're like, I did not plan on working today, but I do plan on getting that fucking ice cream sandwich before the kids find it. Oh my God. That would be me, like, but hiding like a little bottle of tequila. (laughs) (laughs) You have tequila in your butt. I have ice cream sandwiches in every nook and cranny. God, it's been so long since I've had tequila in my butt. (laughs) That's a throwback to an episode where I hid tequila in a plastic bag in the back of my pants to get into a concert. People are probably like, wow, that guy's butt is like fluctuating a lot. (laughs) It looks like a water bed. A water bed. Um, It was a one liter bag. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, the tequila was not contained other than the bag? Yeah, but they're like these um, plastic flasks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like made for alcohol. Like those wine bras and stuff. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if they're made. Oh, a wine bra. Next time. Um, okay. You saw the movie that you starred in, Pig, last night. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uncle Nicholas Cage. Uh, <laughs> it was real, like his performance, and it, it has like really good reviews. His performance is amazing. Like insane. He's so He's so good in this role. It was made for him yeah it's crazy it's it the whole movie takes place within 48 hours like a time span and it's like fight club meets chef's table meets you farming i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's really really good would you recommend it i do but if you're looking for a feel-good movie it's not this one okay okay if you're okay with leaving a movie like feeling like kind of sad and like that's kind of a spoiler not really like it's not uplifting it's kind of just like well that's the way the world is well i think like even the trailer you can tell like by the music it's not going to be like a feel-good film he has a whole line because they're in portland he has a whole line in there where he's like telling this kid it's fine because eventually this part of the planet is due for a big earthquake it's all going to get leveled and then it's going to be covered by water and I was like, wow, a little too real of a fucking like <laughs> line. Who wrote this? Thanks, Nicholas. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It was so intense. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, all right. So everybody go see Pig. Um, moving on to our next segment. The segment is called Gay Shit. Gay Shit. That was so good. I might like cut that, that and use it every time. Gay shit. Gay shit. Okay. Um, So the Olympics are on, and I have a little stat here. It says there are more than 120 out lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and non-binary athletes competing in the Tokyo Olympics, making this year's games the most inclusive in history, according to a new report compiled by news outlet OutSports. Now, there have been some problems racially. And we've seen that in the news as well. I think this is just reporting on 
the uh, LGBTQ and non-binary athletes. So this is a significant increase from 56 athletes that outsports counted in the 216, what am I saying? 2016 Rio games and 23 in the 2012 games, um, which uh, begs the question, Kevin, is the gay agenda working? Yeah, almost as hard as Kris Jenner. Um, she works harder than the devil. Also, wait, I have a question. And this is something I should probably Google, but I also, I saw someone talk about it. And then I just took that as like, for, it was um, said by a non-binary human. And then I was like, oh, that is, must be whatever. But maybe, I don't know if you know, because you said LGBTQ and non-binary. Does non-binary fit under the, under the term transgender? No. Okay. So because this this person who um is non-binary said because trans like it was like transgender like gender fluidity or non-binary is like under kind of like the umbrella of inclusivity and transgender. Okay, okay. Actually, I'll rephrase what I was saying. So we talked about this a lot in Rainbow Club, which is a uh, elementary school gay club that I used to run. Um, so this is the difference between, so sexual orientation is, you know, lesbian, gay, queer, pan, asexual, like anything that falls under that umbrella of who you're right. attracted to. But then when you talk about gender identity, then we're looking at trans, non-binary, uh, male, female, however people choose to define uh, you could be gender queer, et cetera. Um, and then there's the added category of gender expression. Okay. Um, I, w- I had to Google it too, because I was like, wait, am I really off here or whatever? But it seems to be an actual conversation that is being had. Mm-hmm. I have three art- three like little blips from two, two blips. Okay. This one's from Wait, where'd the amnesty one go? Um, this one says non-binary identities fall under the transgender umbrella since non-binary people typically identify with a gender that is different from their assigned sex, mm-hmm. though some non-binary individuals do not consider themselves transgender. Right. Um, and then the next one is non-binary part of the trans community. No, while the term trans generally encompasses people whose gender is not the same or does not sit comfortably with the sex they were assigned at birth. Some non-binary people do not see themselves as trans. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there's like, yeah. So, okay. So yeah, you have the sexual, you have sexual identity, then you have your gender identity and then you have your gender expression. And so trans and non-binary fall under your gender identity. Because it doesn't have to do with who you're attracted to. It has to do with who you are. Okay. Um, So have you watched any of the Olympics thus far? These big gay Olympics? Of course. And like, I was like, I'm not watching because we're in a pandemic and it shouldn't even be happening. Right. But then, you know, also think about the athletes. It's just like trained so hard. It's like tough because it was supposed to be last year. And that really throws off. Like when you're a swimmer or a diver, Diving, not as much, unless you're like getting older and it's just like harder and harder to like 
keep going to a pool and be like, today could be the day I hit my head and I'm out for the rest of my mm-hmm. life or, what, or hurt yourself. You have to keep that like top tier athlete like the whole time. And swimming, you train specifically. Um, fuck, I forget the terms, but like I remember the swimmers being in a certain phase, like when nationals is 60 days away it is very specifically planned. Like their training is so planned out. Mm-hmm. Like where they're weight wearing, they grow the hair out. They're weight wearing like um, drag suits, which I was always like a drag queen. Uh, but it's actually like these mesh, mm-hmm. like over their bathing suits so that it makes them slower. For kind of like ankle weights. Yeah, like <laughs> but not in water. Because that's well, yeah, but like it uh, creates resistance is all I'm saying. Yeah, and then they have pulleys where they pull against the people swimming, mm-hmm. like all these things for resistance, and it's very specifically timed out so that they're they hit maximum level as soon as they NCS, and you don't train right. That's why world records and stuff like that are broken so often in huge meets because these athletes are on like training specifically and to they're never yeah they're never that fast performance like it's they'll like never be you've that been fast winding again. them up like a toy and you're hoping you did it you timed it per- perfectly so mm-hmm. long-winded way of saying <laughs> i'm like these people really deserve this and mm-hmm. i have to watch springboard diving and gymnastics as being a, like from springboard diving world yeah and tom daly who I've met at a pool. Oh, yeah? It was a gay pool party. It was for 4th of July, like, two years ago. He was there with his baby. And he's this is his fourth Olympics. So when he got gold, I was in bed crying. He was 14 years old at his first Olympics. One of the, I think, the youngest to ever compete in 10 meter. 10 wow. Meters. Wait, how old was he when this was happening? 14. Wow. And then he he came out of the closet. He's from the UK. He came out of the closet when he was 19. Okay. So the first time he went to the Olympics, he wasn't out yet? No, he was 14 years old. Okay. And then he went back when he was 17. And it was like always speculation. I'm like, everyone just like, let this kid just like be an athlete. And yeah. Let, let him live his life. And then he came out and it was like a big story as per usual. And anyway, seeing him get a gold and he's married with a baby, like it's as a gay athlete and he talks about it and the thing. So great. And people are like, no one even, it, it's like his synchro partner is also a side character because everyone's just like, Tom Daly got Tom a gold. Daly. Tom da-. And I was like, wait, <laughs> an individual 10? Like, I didn't know that was going to be a thing for him. But yeah. um, no, it was a synchro. So I watched all the dives. It was, they absolutely deserved it. It was insane. Yeah. Today, um, today, Simone Biles dropped out of the final. Did you see that? I did. Because the team final. I don't know final. if she dropped out of individual. Yeah. And said she was, I'm, I'm very proud of her. It's like very similar to Naomi Osaka saying she's not going to compete in like the, which open was that? It was Wimbledon or the French open. French open. Um, that's good because I think it, I was reading an article that has, it has to do with like Larry Nasser and like the abuse that he caused and she was dealing with some PTSD from that. Um, but I didn't know like what that meant, like if she would still be competing in the future in the Olympics or like what the plan was. So I think I need to do like a little more research on that, but I'm, I'm 
I'm proud to see people like, especially like black women standing up for themselves and like taking space to be like, no, I'm not okay. And you're not going to make me feel like I have to do this. Yeah. Well, the amount of pressure mm-hmm. on her is unbelievable. She's the only, no one even knows like the Olympics when her first Olympics, everyone knew every name on the team. Like everyone knew everybody. And we're like, so excited for this, like new, like Simone Biles, like uh, amazing, but like this team we only know like i'm personally like, yeah same it's she is the team so i only know her step back i think that is like amazing and Me too. you have to be yourself and take mm-hmm. care of yourself first yeah. and good for you i can't yeah. imagine that amount of pressure well- also, too, the whole narrative around her is she never makes a mistake. Oh, Simone Biles never makes a mistake. She yeah, never and then, messes up. And when and she did, she stepped out of bounds really hard on uh, qualifying. Mm-hmm. And Russia was, like, chomping at the, like, they were, like, Russia was ready. And, <laughs> and then all of the articles, like, what? why was Simone shaky, blah, 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 blah. It was all about her, like, she would have still won, but, like. yeah. Even when she steps out, because her degree of difficulty is so high. It's like all about tearing her down quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. watching for those mistakes. And yeah, ex- like a hawk. People are people are messed up, man. I hope she is uh, taking all the time she needs. I, yeah. I hope she's able to compete in individual events. But if not, she's... Yeah. Still the, You're still the greatest of all time in the world. So I think it's fine. I was watching male gymnasts try to um, do her moves, like a mm-hmm. couple on TikTok, and they were literally one of the moves. The guy had to use a pit, a foam pit, mm-hmm. like because he couldn't even do it to the floor. And he goes, "Yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, I think that's too hard for me." <laughs> <laughs> like she's unreal. Yeah. Um. So another gay shit. Can you do the noise? Gay shit. <laughs> wow, that's so good. Um, so Industry Baby came out. Lil Nas X. I love him. Did you watch the video? I did, of course. I did too. I've been really, I just really love Lil Nas X's tweets. I think they're so good because people really like came for him in this video. Um, and well, and so, the last one. I oh think my the, God. The last one was like, I think way crazier like press wise Mm -hmm. and now he's just kind of continuing that like performance like he's like oh you guys want to talk about it let me go to montero prison like and have a court case about it because i danced on the devil like yes and i I just want to read a couple of these tweets um uh reading rainbow reading rainbow um so I don't know how to read that. Trevor, dad. Every Emma. time you call me gay, I got 10% gayer. Oh, Wasn't such a one? good one. That was one of them. And then this one says, people are easily manipulated. You know that. Agendas are real. You also know that. And Lil Nas X is like, yes, manipulation is real. Agendas are real. I just simply don't believe me in a fictional prison with twerking men could lead to a heterosexual man deciding suddenly to suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> And, His PR um, team is uh, probably works 24 hours yeah, a Yeah, because I think he just kind of does what he wants. So this next one says... As he Jay- should. 
shaking my head. Of course, Lil Nas and the black males are extra feminine and the white male is the cool guy with the girl in the jail. LOL. I mean, come on. This is so obvious. The emasculation and the attack on black men is so disrespectful. So Lil Nas X said, the truth is there is no attack. You view femininity as a weakness. You don't like gay black men because you are afraid of black men as a whole being viewed as weak. You cling on to your masculinity because without it, you have nothing else going for yourself. Oh, 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 And then, so one thing I was like concerned about, cause you know, I'm always concerned about like, how are we incarceration? portraying incarceration? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to read that. Um, Lil Nas X also acknowledged while the video treats prison and incarceration with a light positive touch, it's often anything but for the communities impacted by the U.S. prison industrial complex. That's why he partnered with the Bail Project ahead of the video's launch, kicking off a campaign to help generate funds for paying people's bails. So I was really happy to see that because I do think like fictionalized interpretations of prison historically have been harmful. Yeah, historically has been really harmful and, you know, really um like othering like sort of like i'm taken back to this like thing i saw in the 1980s where like you know a bunch of white people had like cheese and crackers and wine in a prison that was opening to like celebrate its opening and the only reason that that was allowed to occur in their lives is because they knew they would not be incarcerated right mm-hmm. so it's like a slap in the face but i think like Lil Nas X was kind of trying to take that narrative and like spin it on its head, right? Yeah. Of like, oh, you want to talk about what it means to be black? Like, let me show you like what it means for me and how yeah. I'm gonna have fun with this, especially being black and gay and so out. In so many movies and like TV shows and stuff, I think it's used to weaponize like mm-hmm. and demonize people of color for like yeah. white people that are like, wow, that's so scary jail. Like, Oh, like look at everyone that's in there. They belong like, and it, you yeah. automatically are like, or they're portraying like that they deserve to be there. It's not like mm-hmm. talking about how actually a lot of these people do not deserve to be there. Exactly. Um, it's the same with like, well, someone's like the portrayal of movies in like war and shooting people and guns and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. And like the glamorization of that and how brave. Yeah, it's not really it's what like, it's oh, like. Oh yeah, and usually you're showing like white soldiers and their mm-hmm. bravery and shit like that. Yeah. And then white kids going by fucking AK-47s. Or, right. Is that a gun that yes, people it use? Is. That's not, what's the one that the AR-15. AR-15, AR that's, mm-hmm. that's the one. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, that um, was the that was the comedy part of the pod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we better transition out of this and go to it's bingey, bitch. The moon and Aquarius, though, we all do need to be raising our consciousness and like thinking about these things. Yes. But we will move on to it's bingey, bitch. Britney, bitch. free Britney you went circus on that one yeah. um so what have you been binging okay so this oh, wait, was an... sorry can you do the intro I I messed up it's okay this is the part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been binging whether it's uh movies tv drinks ice cream sandwiches Ooh. uh clothes <laughs> 
that one tears real for me, me today after therapy <laughs> and uh celebrity encounters what a binge okay i have an accidental binge tell me tell me so i was asking friends i was like i need a also if you know or understand my genre i would love you to comment on our instagram uh suggestions on movies or tv mm. shows that i could watch uh i like magic i like anything ethereal fairies vampires loch ness monsters whatever hobbitses okay uh <laughs> and i was like fuck it i didn't i couldn't find something so i was like oh this vampire academy looks cheesy whatever i'll probably like it yeah so i'm watching it 30 minutes in, I realized I had already fucking seen it, <laughs> but it was, it's such a boring, cheesy, dumb movie that, that you I literally forgot I watched it. And I continued to watch it. I watched the whole fucking thing, <laughs> even though that it is so bad. So what's bad it, about it? Give us it's like also a... a part one. Like there's a, it's like a cliffhanger and they never, they're not even making that a second one. They're like, yeah, that was, that was whoopsie. <laughs> Um, sometimes you've got to put that in hoping for your next season or for your season to be renewed but it's just like no even that couldn't do it for you no the acting is and a couple of them some of them okay but some of them it's so bad and there's like this weird like motivational speech about like the life of a vampire is about blood and let there be no bad blood between us it was like (laughs) i'm already like wow this is yeah the fuck um so I had to like get that out of my system. So I watched the movie Stardust, which is one of my favorites, and I binge mm-hmm. it and I love it. Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert yeah, you Niro, do love, who plays you... like a problematic gay character. But like <laughs> I just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like it's he's like doing the like dancing and dressing up in drag and like he's like so sissy. Mm. And I don't like it. It's like the most uncomfortable part about the whole movie. But uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as a witch. Mm. Um, and what about you, Ice Cream Sandwiches? Uh, I binged season two of Never Have I Ever. Um, it's so good. It's on Netflix. Is it? The Mindy Kaling show. It's like the it second season of it. It's a comedy. It's half hour for streaming. I just love it. Like, I love the characters. It's What's like- it about? It's YA. It's um. It's about a young adult. Actually, I yeah. It's young adult. Um, and it's about a girl who uh she is she lives with her family. She's Indian, and season one was about kind of trying to lose her virginity. Uh, um, I watched uh, two episodes. Yeah, her dad passed away, so it was like, and she had like some traumatic response. I'm pretty sure that's why I stopped watching. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, now as I'm saying, as I'm thinking about that, like what it's about, and then season two, she decides, and it's just oh, she decides to try to have two boyfriends at the same time, and it's like a disaster because her mom wants to move her family back to India, and she's like well, what the fuck? I'm going to be out of here in a month. So she tries to have two boyfriends and it goes horribly awry, as you might imagine. Or, or also if it went perfectly, it wouldn't be a TV show. Exactly. Um, there is a great LGBTQ character I love, Fabiola. Um, Fabiola is... 
like she's gay, but she doesn't know anything gay. And so she constantly struggles with, am I like, am I lesbian enough to be with her girlfriend? Who's like, Oh, we're going to, you know, am I lesbian enough? Like we're going to, she's just very embedded in the queer community. And Fabiola is like learning a lot about, she doesn't know pop culture. So she's like struggling to find her way in that world. So I really do like that character. Because I think by the, well, I think the message behind it is like, if you are gay or have any sort of sexual spectrum identity, you are it enough. The exact right amount for whatever you are. It's, that is an interesting topic just in general, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I really, I really like seeing how like she grappled like, with it. People say like even for west hollywood it's like are you west hollywood gay like i'm not a weho gay and it's like they classify the different kinds of gay like oh is he like a hipster gay like Uh and if you're not that kind of gay do you fit in right birds of a feather flock together yeah so there's like a whole type thing and um we love a gay character except for when it's ridiculous and they actually, Fabiola and her girlfriend decide to break tradition and run for uh, queen and queen at the school dance instead of king and queen. So that's kind oh. of cute, too. That is cute. I <laughs> was trying to binge the show Elite. Mm, I've heard about this. This is the PR agency one William told, William Chang, our former guest, told you about? No. The PR oh, that's one called- is called hi flack flack okay sorry no, what's this one elite? elite is a spanish thriller teen drama okay. um and it is i think was this the show literally i was watching and then i didn't realize that it was um dubbed over until mm. like episode three <laughs> that happened to me once with like a different show and i was like what why are their mouths and then i was yeah. like oh <laughs> they have a gay character in there that meets another gay character who is also a drug dealer. And it, I'm like, they are, and the cover on Netflix is like the two guys, mm-hmm. like they're, but it's not a really about them. Like they're not the main, and I'm like, they're just, put, they're queer baiting. I oh, think. you got queer baited. I think it's a queer bait and they literally just have the gay characters in there enough Mm-hmm. To keep me like, oh, what's going to happen with them? What's going to happen? The and but the other storylines, it's just like, mm. so mm. I stopped watching. Yeah, I don't like that. Have you seen the show Money Heist? No, but you brought this up yesterday in our writers group. Because my friend Fei Fei, he binged the whole thing, like just binged it out. Did you watch it? I watched a few episodes with him, and it was it was okay, but. It, apparently it was like a huge flop and then all of a sudden i think like the tiktok gen got a hold of it and mm. blew it up overnight and now the budget on it is like 10 million an episode <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like insane um felix and i binged a simple life together did right. we ever talk about that on here yeah twice. i did twice yeah. <gasps> oh my god kevin sullivan you're an outfit repeater that is from lizzie mcguire that's good. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> comment on our Insta if you think uh, of anything I could watch. Uh, Jenna likes crappy reality TV. Oh, yeah. Did you watch um, 
too hot to handle i haven't watched season two i watched season one i love you it are... oh you do love it i love it i'm obsessed um catherine my sister is obsessed with love island stuff mm-hmm. and temptation island, all the island stuffs i don't i'm not into it yeah Bachelor, i actually um into it. bachelorette absolutely not watched i forget what it's called um it's on netflix it's a reality tv show the um, Circle. no it's um uh, uh sorry okay so this is my unorthodox life is really good um it's a former ultra orthodox jewish mother who i don't even know how she did this but she segued out of this like super conservative community where she wasn't even technically allowed to have money and she like disappeared with her kids overnight somehow became the creative creative director of la perla and now she like is ceo of a multi-million dollar modeling company that produces online i love la perla yeah she's really cool so you might want to check check that out my unorthodox this life. model boy i was out with the pool once he literally shows up in this like really hot bathing suit i was like what where is that from and he's like the perla and i was like what but and he's like yeah they came up with this like men's line for like a second so i need to hunt that down anyway <laughs> um <laughs> all right listeners thank you for tuning in and we'll be back next week and You've we're gonna listening? have to oh cut. Oh, we got to talk about Brittany. We'll talk about her next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll talk about Brittany next week. Okay. You've been listening to Two, Two Broke, Broke Gays. Gays.